When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. With us, you'll find patience, compassion, and attention to detail that is second to none. We're your local Dignity Memorial provider. Find us at DignityMemorial.com. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 1252 today. I'm catching up on a couple of Q&A sessions. This time it was with the Star Wars show in the cast of The Last Jedi and the Jimmy Kimmel experience with the cast of The Last Jedi. And there were a couple of very interesting tidbits revealed from The Last Jedi in both forums. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Rogue. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Razor. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And I'll start off with the Jimmy Kimmel show, and we'll talk about the Star Wars show afterward. But the Jimmy Kimmel appearance with the whole cast of The Last Jedi, I mean, everybody except Benicio Del Toro. Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if Benicio has some sort of, you know, allergy to PR for movies or anything like that. I don't know what. But so far, he has not appeared in any of the promotional stuff that's been going on with the Last Jedi. So it was uh, Mark Hamill and Ryan Johnson and Daisy Ridley and Laura Dern and Adam Driver and John Boyega and Kelly Marie Tran and Gwendolyn Christie and Andy Serkis and Oscar Isaac. Those were all the folks who appeared on the Jimmy Kimmel show the other night. And of course, they can't say much of anything and they're not going to say much of anything. But they did do something very interesting. In fact, they repeated something, which I guess now we're all going to call it a tradition at this point. But J.J. Abrams was on there in the promotion for The Force Awakens and revealed that the first line of the movie is this. I should say the first word spoken in the movie is this. That, of course, being from Loris Antecas, this will begin to make things right. And so Ryan Johnson revealed the first spoken word in The Last Jedi, and it is we're, as in the contraction for we are. This, for you playing along at home, would be the first time a contraction has been used as the first word of dialogue in a Star Wars movie. And since I have opened the door, I might as well walk through it. The first word spoken in The Phantom Menace is Captain by Qui-Gon Jinn. The first word spoken in Attack of the Clones is Senator by a Naboo Lieutenant. The first word spoken in Revenge of the Sith, if it's not R2-D2 beeping, it's Anakin saying the word lock, as in lock onto him R2. first word spoken in A New Hope is C-3PO saying did, as in did you hear that. First word in Empire Strikes Back is Luke's saying Echo, as in Echo 3 to Echo 7. And the first word spoken in Return of the Jedi is by Darth Vader's shuttle pilot saying Command, as in Command Station. Oh, gosh. And then, of course, there's Rogue One, where the first line of dialogue belongs to Jin Erso, little Jin Erso, saying Mama. So, we're is the first word. Now, take that along with your consideration of this. As Jimmy Kimmel is interviewing just the first four folks that were out, which would be Mark and Daisy and Ryan and Adam, Jimmy says, okay, well, you know, The Force Awakens ended with Luke and Rey on a cliff, and in the movie takes place right after that, right? And Ryan says yes, and Jimmy says, okay, so does that mean that the movie picks up exactly right after 
you know, with them on the cliff. And Ryan Johnson's answer is it takes place right after the events of the last movie. So he does not answer the question of whether it happens, you know, it picks up immediately with Luke and Ray. And as I've talked about on the podcast before, they haven't done any scene at the beginning of a Star Wars movie where it has been a personal interaction as the first scene, right? It's always been space shots of some kind, even if there was no dialogue necessarily, like say, you know, A New Hope is all space shots before you get the first line of dialogue from C-3PO inside the ship. But it's always been space-related stuff in the first shots of a Star Wars movie. So unless you think there is a line of dialogue from Luke or Ray that starts with the words we're like we're on this island together or we're just looking at each other with this lightsaber and not doing anything <laughs> or something like that or we're too exposed let's get undercover or something like that uh, it's unlikely to be them and that's pretty much what I've said previously on the podcast here it's more likely that we are going to see the evacuation of Dakar and so the weir could be coming from either the first order or the resistance in my opinion on the subject I'd love to hear yours though do chime in at the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com I could see it being some sort of First Order Lieutenant reporting to General Hux saying, you know, we're coming out of hyperspace near Dakar right now or something like that. You know, something very functional. Or maybe General Leia Organa saying, we're all going to be dead if we don't get off this planet soon. <laughs> Trying to muster the troops to evacuate as quickly as possible, something like that. But, nah, you know, something to cogitate over for the next seven or eight days. And there were a couple other interesting factoids dropped during the Jimmy Kimmel appearance. First of all, John Boyega revealed that there's more than one Porg in the Millennium Falcon, and that's probably something that we all assumed, but it has now been confirmed that there are Porgs all over the place in there, or at least there were at some point when he was on set checking out the Falcon. I don't know if I'm willing to go so far as to say, ooh, does that mean that Finn is riding on the Falcon at some point? I don't know. It could just mean that he wandered onto the set and checked out the Falcon and saw that there were Porgs all over the place. So I wouldn't necessarily read too far into it, but certainly I think it's a, a fair thing to say that we are confirmed that the one Porg we've seen in the Falcon is not the only Porg we're going to see on the Falcon. And then there was a bit of a deconfirmation, though it wasn't asked in this particular way, but the answer was sort of given. I mean, with Canto Bight appearing in The Last Jedi, it's a gambling town, and if there's any gambler you might think about in the Star Wars galaxy, it would be none other than Lando Calrissian. But the question came up, and Ryan Johnson did say that Lando does not appear in the movie. Now, of course... He could say that or not say that, but we're in an interesting situation where there's the confirm or deny or the I'm not going to confirm or deny, and he gave the flat out deny. So it does make you wonder, just from a psychological standpoint, where if there are things he's going to deny, does that mean that when he hems and haws about things, that is that official confirmation on stuff? That's something to play with in your brain for a while. And, of course, he could be lying outright, and it might turn out that Billy Dee Williams is in there somewhere. We don't know. But at this point, the way Ryan's been acting, the way he's been handling things, I think the reasonable assumption is that 
Billy D. Williams will not be appearing in The Last Jedi, which is a bit of a bummer. But hey, what are you going to do? He did say that, you know, we've got all these fabulous, fantastic cast members and there just wasn't room for him in the movie, even though I really like the character. So I don't know. I'm going with Ryan being honest on this one, quite frankly. So that is pretty much all that there was to glean from the Jimmy Kimmel appearance. And I'm going to talk about two very interesting things on the Star Wars show that came out yesterday after the break. Stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by Nissan Intelligent Mobility. And I guess the best way you can think about Nissan Intelligent Mobility is to kind of equate it to having an astromech right inside your car, right? You know, the X-Wings will have astromechs, but in this case, it's not going to plot your hyperspace jump for you. What it is going to do, what Nissan Intelligent Mobility is going to do is things like automatic emergency braking and blind spot warnings and Nissan's new ProPilot Assist to keep you centered in your lane. And it begins the journey toward autonomous driving with advanced driver assist technologies. You can learn more about it at sw7x7.com slash NIM. Yeah, that's the initials for Nissan Intelligent Mobility. Once again, that's sw7x7.com slash NIM. Welcome back. All right, so there was an interesting little behind-the-scenes featurette, if you could call it that, about The Last Jedi and the fact that Anthony Daniels conducted a droid school of sorts because there are all sorts of droid waiters in the casino on Canto Bight. And so Anthony Daniels basically taught a whole bunch of people who were going to be performing these droids how to act like good droids. And I thought that was a really cool scene and some interesting little background stuff about how the Canto Bite situation is going to play out. And there were maybe a couple seconds of new footage here and there as part of it, which centered around droids handing out drinks and that sort of thing. So if you're into that, do check out the Star Wars show. And the other thing that was probably, you know, it's hard to tell with Mark Hamill, okay? Because, <laughs> you know, he likes to troll everybody. And so it's a, a real hit or miss thing on this one. So you can decide whether you think he's serious about this or not. Personally, I think there's there's a wrinkle to it. So let me just tell you what it is. So Anthony Carboni, who's one of the co-hosts of the Star Wars show, held out a tote bag to Mark Hamill in the uh, Q&A sessions and said, hey, I just want you to rummage around in there and pick one you know action figure out, and then I want you to do an impression of that character. And so I don't know how many times they did this or what, but Luke, Mark Hamill... <laughs> excuse me, picked out an action figure of Supreme Leader Snoke. And the thing that Mark Hamill chose to say in the voice of Supreme Leader Snoke is this phrase, the sword of Skywalker is too powerful, quote unquote. The sword of Skywalker is too powerful. All right, so first of all, is he really saying that that is a line from the movie? It's certainly something you could imagine Snoke saying, I think. It sounds like something he could say, and it sounds like a very Star Warsian line. So I think there is a legitimate possibility that we just heard an actual line of dialogue for the movie, but by the same token, you know how Mark Hamill likes to troll us all. And the other thing I think about it is I'm not sure that I can hear Supreme Leader Snoke in my head talking about the sword of Skywalker being too powerful and not talking about the person wielding it. Of course, we don't know whether 
with that particular line as presented by Mark Hamill, if Luke is actually the person wielding the sword, in other words, if it's the green lightsaber that he had in Return of the Jedi, or whether it's his old lightsaber, which is now in the possession of Daisy Ridley and Ray's possession. So if it is an actual line, we don't know to whom Snoke is necessarily referring and to which lightsaber he is referring either. But the point is that I'm having difficulty hearing Snoke ascribe anything about something being too powerful to the lightsaber itself and not to the person wielding it. Now, I guess if you wanted to put on one kind of hat and say, well, Snoke is probably a misogynist, then you could say if Rey is wielding the lightsaber, he might not want to give her credit for it and would only refer to the sword of Skywalker being too powerful and not her herself being too powerful. Like I could see a bad guy doing that to a woman and not a man, right? You know? But that really does kind of feel like overthinking it, basically. And so, yeah, every time I try to play with that, as much as it sounds like it's a possibility, I can't quite convince myself that I think it really is a legitimate line in the movie. And of course, you know, we're going to see the movie in about a week and change and I'm going to be proven wrong. And hey, that's okay. But as it stands right now, I'm kind of, you know, 45, 55, 45 percent in favor of it being an actual line and 55 percent not. But anyway, that's my take on it. I'd love to hear yours as well. So please do let me know. And that right there, my friends, is going to take care of today's podcast for us. So thank you so much for listening as always. And, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get set up for your attack run, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not three marks at 210, it's Destiny Unleashed. is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.